We're recording. We're recording live. Hello and welcome to Recording Live. I'm Dexter and with me is Maddie. Hello. Uh, it's just the two of us today. Uh, we were going to talk uh, about something, but uh, it would have been best to have Lee here and he couldn't make it. So a last minute change of plans. Yeah. So uh, it's, I guess, a little bit of an off topic kind of day, um, but I did just watch Bill and Ted 3. Uh, so we were going to talk a little bit about that, I guess. Uh, and it sounds like Matt's been catching up on uh, Disney Plus, so we can talk some about uh, which we were, yeah, just right before we decided to get started, we were already talking about uh, Age of Ultron. So I'm just fun. really surprised how bad it is. Like, the story's not very good, the writing's no. not very good, uh, but I was just baffled by the effects. Because there's movies that came up before that that are really good, and I don't remember the effects being as bad as they were. Like the first 10 minute scene yeah. with uh, trying to get the staff, it's cartoony. Like it's, it, it's just in quality, it. it's very cartoon like. Uh, oh, so like uh, when they're in like the Avengers headquarters and they're all trying to pick up Mjolnir? No, uh, well, uh, not that, but in Sokovia when they're trying to get the staff back. Like, the movie opens with them trying to uh, finally, like, defeating the last remnants of Hydra. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's the whole team, and they're trying to get, they're trying to retrieve Loki's scepter. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't remember the last time I saw this movie. It was probably before, oh, you know what, I can tell you, it was, it was either before Endgame, which was only last year, or it was before Infinity War, which was two years ago. So yeah. I don't know. I don't think I did. I don't think I marathoned everything before uh, and, uh, Endgame. So I think I did. I know I did everything before Infinity War. And <laughs> since then, I've gone back and I have watched here and there phase one. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think there's anything really wrong with those movies. But yeah, I was I don't know why I was I had like an Ultron kick going on the a yeah, few days ago. And I was like, man, I I really like James Spader. I remember mm-hmm. being not disliking the movie, but being super underwhelmed by it. Yeah. Well, and I know for me, I've only seen it the one time uh, I saw it at the drive in and wherever the drive in Norwalk or something. Uh, Newton. Newton. Um and I saw it, I think when it was like still in theaters, uh, like, yeah. And I had a sleeping child in the car and it, it, going to a drive in or a drive up when you're not used to it is kind of weird. So like in the car that I had, the radio didn't work and that's kind of how you listen to the movie. You had to tune into the radio station. And so that's it was weird. really yeah, kind of. It, I've never seen. I've never been to a drive-through. Perry, our hometown had one when we were yeah, like yeah, very little. That's and I, I remember driving Roger by Roger, and yeah. seeing movies being played. But yeah, no, I uh, I have one memory of going to to it as a kid, and I went and saw Roger Rabbit. I remember that. And that was a lot of fun. Um, but no, it was kind of the car we had at the time was just a piece of junk anyway, and so like to keep it running, it had it was like really loud, and it had a bad like battery i think too and so i didn't want to turn the car off and listen to the radio uh, <laughs> like i was afraid it would drain the battery too much like i think we had a bad alternator or something and then the radio itself like was really like finicky and so if you touched it at all it would just like the the volume would just plummet 
and then to get the volume back up was like really hit or miss. So, and then having a sleeping kid, it was just a terrible experience. Um, I'm going to go to women and say that I think, I don't think you saw this when it came out. Uh, it's, uh, so it came out in like May of 2015, your son would have only been like a month old. Yeah, yeah, and that's why we went to a drive-in. Oh, okay. I was like, man, I'm... No, he was tiny. Oh, okay. I figured you were probably thinking, like, this was a re-showing or something, like, six months later. I I thought it might have been, but the way you're describing it, yeah. The reason why we would have gone to a drive-in was so that we didn't have to get a babysitter just because he was our first kid and he would have been a month old. Um, And and then, yeah, and so it's a drive-in so that we, you know, if he's screaming his head off, he's screaming his head off in our car and not bugging anybody. (laughs) Yeah. and that, that was kind of the idea. It was pretty miserable, though. Just we, we didn't have a good setup for it. But that being said, too, uh, like I remember, I guess, all the flaws of that movie. I remember just thinking, like, it had to have just been the, the fact that I was at a drive through or a drive up. But like, I don't know, like, I guess I gave him a pass on a lot of the bad special effects because I just assumed I couldn't see it very well because we were so far away from that screen. I, it it would have been better to watch it on uh, a laptop like it was horrible um uh, well we were that's just the, so far away that's the thing i don't remember the effects looking bad and rewatching it yeah i don't i don't i that was one thing i didn't have a criticism for this movie when it came out was uh the effects i didn't think the I effects thought... looked bad and then uh just rewatching it and i guess seeing you know in five years effects have gotten like better i mean they don't yeah. nobody really talks about effects doing too much better anymore but i guess after dealing with like stuff like Thanos and stuff like yeah. that, and things like that, where he looks like he's physically there. Yeah. Uh, I guess maybe that might be a factor, but yeah, it's just very weird seeing the action scenes. The action scenes yeah. are straight up CGI care, uh, Avengers. And so it was very throwing me off uh, for that first, like the 10 to 15 minutes going, Ooh, when I don't remember everybody looking this fake. Yeah. Yeah, well, I remember my biggest gripe with it was um, Ultron's mouth, like the fact that he's metal, but his mouth moves. I don't have problems with that, because if you look very closely, granted, you saw it in Driving Through Stuff, he, yeah. he his face is filled with panels. Mm, okay. And, yeah, like, he has a lot of, like, he doesn't have a liquid mouth like a Transformer. He yeah. does have just hundreds and hundreds of panels on his face. Oh, and man, that... Poor person who had to do that. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> the yeah, computer guy. Three hundred people that did it. Um, That's yeah, it. It's um, yeah, no, it, it, the detail is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I I remember a lot of people were very kind of opinionated at that, especially when yeah. the were coming out. Right. And I remember it, an artist who I follow. He was very critical of it, which is weird because he was a Transformer artist, and so he had mm-hmm. to draw figures with liquid mouths like liquid metal faces yeah he tried to break it up and actually put panels in the faces and i remember even tweeting him and be like dude you i mean are you really criticizing this yeah huh weird so um yeah but no yeah no. is there anything else that uh any other comments i guess on things you've been catching up with on disney plus uh, no, this was honestly the first thing I fired up this week. Uh, uh, okay. Plus, I haven't watched a lot of stuff. I was really trying to think of um, things because, I mean, I won't lie, I completely forgot we were going to do 
because uh, originally our plan was to do the Disney, uh, the DC movies. Yeah. And uh, we, I, I pitched the idea right after our last podcast about mm-hmm. about Xbox and stuff. And I was like, hey, how about we do this? And this was almost two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, I asked Lee because, and he was on board. I asked you, and your response was, I didn't think about it. Like I honestly had no thoughts when I pitched this. Yeah. Your response was, I haven't seen them all. And my yeah. response was, oh shit, neither have I. <laughs> and uh, and then I realized, well, which ones have I seen and which ones have I ha- have I not seen? And Lee has seen them all because he's a DC fan. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I was like, well, that'll be a good contrast because I think Dexter has seen all the ones that I haven't seen, and I've seen all the mm. ones he hasn't seen, and Lee has seen them all. And yeah. I completely forgot, and I meant to text you all week being like, what do you want to talk about? And uh-huh. then it just rushed into my head yesterday afternoon was, oh, right, we're supposed to talk about the DC movies. Yep. And because uh, my original idea was thinking, well, I wonder if Dexter finally saw Bill and Ted. Maybe we could talk about that. And then. Yep. Last minute, we had to have a cancellation, so we can't discuss that topic. And uh, it just rushed in my head. Thought, oh, Dexter made a Facebook post about Bill and Ted. I think he saw. Excuse me, I think he saw it. And so yeah. I literally texted you 30 minutes ago and said, "Hey, I think you saw Bill and Ted, right?" And you said, "Yeah, yeah." And I was like, "All right, well, let's talk about the Bill and Ted." Mm-hmm. We've talked about it numerous times on the podcast whenever a trailer gets announced. So, yeah, it kind of seems uh, uh, fitting for us to delve into the uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, before we get into that, I don't know if there's any catch up we want to do. Uh, I guess, you know, we talked you're watching those movie or uh, Disney Plus a little bit. Um, I don't know that I have anything to catch up on. I've just been working and uh, any free time I've had, I've been playing um well, the Outer Worlds still, so that's a fun game. But nice, yeah, that's a really fun game. It's uh, it's kind of like Fallout meets Mass Effect a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, just because running around outer space, so like like Fallout is just on a giant map, whereas this one you can travel between planets. I'm only on like the second, I guess they're moons, maybe. I'm only on the second moon or location. Um, but it's a lot of fun just getting to like run around. I'm I have so many side quests going on that I actually forgot what the main quest was hmm. for a little while, uh, which I'm oddly enjoying for some reason. But um, but I haven't had a whole lot of time to do things. Um, I, I I guess I've just been like with uh, my wife going back to work. She's a teacher, uh, so she's out of the house. I'm by myself during the day um and so and then just when she gets home i don't know just life feels a little overwhelming i think uh with her being out of the house during the day and so then at night like we're both just trying to like you know keep things organized as opposed to her keeping it organized while she's home um but i'm just yeah filling my time with video games instead of actually being productive uh but yeah i did we were able to fit in uh bill and ted last weekend so i think we watched it Sunday after it came out, uh, we bought it thinking that we would have to watch it over the span of a couple of weeks, probably just with having kids and being tired all the time. Uh, but we, I guess it was good enough that we just sat and watched it in one, in one go. So that was nice. Um, but yeah, yeah. anything else with you? No, I have, uh, I have, uh, I'm only getting one day off this week due to the holiday, but Mm -hmm. I'm, uh, 
I have a um, uh, a movie, a couple movies that I do want to watch. They're not new ones. There's ones I've seen. Yeah. Uh, they've just been on my mind lately. I really want to get. Uh, I I do it all the time. Like this isn't like something I haven't done in the past like six months. I think I did that honestly about six months ago. Uh, the Evil Dead movies have been on my mind. And oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I've been wanting to actually rewatch those. So I think I might start that up tonight or I'll do it tomorrow. It's only th- three movies. I don't know if I want to watch the TV show that came out a few years ago. If I do, what? You watch the show at all? Oh, yeah. I have it on Blu-ray. Okay. Yeah, I watched it when it came out. And then I think uh, the third season, which was the final one, I, I don't think I managed to watch that when it came out. So... I do. I bought that on Amazon six months ago, so I've watched it. I like the Evil Dead movies; they're fun. I yeah. I first saw them when I saw Army of Darkness uh, the day before I graduated high school. I found it for like five dollars at Walmart on DVD. So yeah. I watched that. I remember you were pretty obsessed with those movies for a long time. They're fun. I mean, the com- I liked the comic books and everything. So <laughs> which the comic book was? They're always just sequel. They're not really anything else, but. I like the Evil Dead movies quite a bit. Um, I have a replica of the Necronomicon on pre-order. I thought you already had that. No, no, it was. I sent a link to you guys when it yeah. was uh, up for pre-order, and yeah. no, it's that was like six to eight months ago. It's yeah. uh, still hasn't been released yet. Its release date third quarter of 2020. So it should be coming out in the next month or two. That's funny because if you had asked me, I would swear that I've seen it on your bookshelf. Like I can, I I swear it's on like the top shelf of your bookshelf to the left of your, like above your DVDs. No, that's really funny. That uh, wow. <laughs> I I don't own it. Uh, yeah. Um, that's it's, yeah. It's it's like a it's a replica from the second yeah. movie and it's got like thirty five pages. Um, hmm. Uh, of the book and so i i saw it. it's expensive but i was like ah, oh, this would be really cool little piece because it's like i've said before when we've talked about stuff in the past like i i like i like uh little weird movie props and things like that so yeah. uh i ordered one of i ordered one of those so yeah i'll probably watch the movies the problem is i've seen them so many times that i lose interest in watching them after about halfway through so they're more yeah. or less background noise but yeah, you know, it's been on my mind to uh, watch them, and I'll probably get to the show because the show is really, really good. I very yeah. much enjoyed that. It was, it went on for three seasons, got canceled. The mm-hmm. fans uh, were demanding it get picked up through Amazon or Netflix, and uh, Bruce Campbell just finally said, "No, I'm done." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "I'm retired," and I know Sam Raimi and his brother have been writing a fourth movie. And he said that once it's finished, they're going to give it to Bruce Campbell. If Bruce Campbell says yes, they're going to make it. If he says no, then they're just going to toss the script out. That's interesting. Yeah, it's entirely on him whether he wants to make it on. They're not saying it's any pressure or anything, but uh, that's pretty interesting. But no, other than that, uh, just not much is really going on. I mean, I had a quarantine scare, so I was quarantined for like five days. I came back uh, negative, so went back to work. And it didn't really do a whole lot, just I was confined to my home, so. Yeah. Did you didn't okay? A, I don't what? Like I, were you okay? I didn't check in on you at all. I'm really sorry. I was okay, yeah. That's I'm good. Fine. I assume yeah. you would have said something. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, I was good, but other than that, nope, everything else has been fine. That's good. Um, cool. 
Uh, yeah, I guess we can dive into Bill and Ted then. I have to say about Bill and Ted, uh, this is a movie. So the third one was a movie that uh, was. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, so yeah, they. I feel like they missed it a long time ago. Uh, it's been in the works for like 10 to 11 years. Yeah, because I feel like um, there's only two movies that I've ever been really excited about uh, that have taken forever to come out. And that's Bill and Ted uh, 3 and then the Red Dwarf movie that was never made. Because um, I remember Red Dwarf, they announced they were making a movie. I think we were in high school. Um, and then... I don't know that it was ever actually made. They kind of had like a weird season that was like two or like one really long episode maybe uh, that I found out about a couple of years ago. And I think that was supposed to be the movie and it was horrible. Yeah, because um, it got revived about 15 years ago or so. Red, and Red Dwarf. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I haven't bothered that. Whatever that thing was that i watched if it was a movie or not uh was just so bad i haven't even bothered watching the rest of it like i I would like to eventually i think i just haven't really looked into how to get how to like even stream it it's probably on netflix or amazon i think it was on netflix for a little while but um but that was just such a disappointment that i think i was a little worried that bill and ted was going to be the same thing um and and then just being drug out like taking about 10 years or more or less to make just never sounds good to me. Uh, like just, it's always just something to worry about. Like, you know, are they, you know, being too picky or overdoing it? And this is going to be bad or too many reshoots and it's just going to lose focus. And, um, and, uh, I, I definitely don't think that that's what happened here. I, I kind of, I don't know what the problem was with why it took so long. I kind of think it was a funding issue maybe, uh, just, and I've done zero research on that. That's just my guess for why <laughs> it would take so long. And based on, uh, I follow Alex, what's his name? Alex winter. Yeah. Uh, I follow him on Twitter and he's pretty, he's been pretty vocal about the process. It seems like, um, it's very weird. Cause he's not an actor anymore. No, he's a director, isn't he? He's a documentarian. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, but he's a, he's an interesting guy to follow on Twitter. Uh, very, I mean, he, he comes off as a very liberal person from California, I guess. Uh, but he's very vocal about things. Doesn't seem to doesn't seem to be hiding anything. He seems like a very good family guy, family man. Uh, he has some, at least one kid. I don't remember. I believe two. Okay. Uh, and, and he posts a lot of like nice dad tweets, I guess. Like for Bill and Ted's uh, the the day it came out, uh, since they weren't gonna have like a red carpet event apparently uh he just went to a drive-in with his kids uh to see the movie which i thought was sweet um i don't believe for five seconds this thing would have had a red carpet opening even without covid oh yeah i don't know uh something like there would have been a grand opening whether or not it was big or not i don't know um because i feel like all movies kind of have an event to kind of kick it off whether or not we hear about it i don't know um but yeah, anyway, so I guess brief synopsis, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, like very brief, uh, came out in 1989. Uh, so filmed in you know, like 85 or 86, sat oh, on a really? sh- uh, company that produced it went bankrupt and it sat on a shelf for two years. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, so I guess for those who don't know, it's just um, a guy from the future. It's George Carlin named Rufus comes to 1985, 89, I guess, uh, to tell these two doofuses in San Dimas, California, that they need to um, do well in their history exam or history like presentation so that they don't fail so that in the future they can still be a band and create a song that will save the world at least if not the the universe it'll um, uh, unify the world yeah um then episode two uh rufus's pe te- this is from memory i guess rufus's pe teacher travels back to stop them with some evil robot villain teds uh then they go on what is referred to then as by title a bogus journey where they meet death they go to heaven they meet station uh, and then they come back, build good robot Bill and Ted's and go to a battle of the bands to defeat the evil robot Bill and Ted's and the PE teacher. Uh, and then, yeah, face the, did you see face the music? I did. Okay. I'll just- I watched it before you did. I saw, I watched it Friday night since I was in quarantine. I watched all three movies in a row. I was going to say, so you marathoned them all. Wow. I, I marathoned okay, so- them all. Uh, to be clear, you've never seen Bill and Ted until Friday, then. I have never seen it. I, it's kind of like what some people say about older movies. Like, my favorite movie is Jaws, and so many yeah. people say I've never seen Jaws. I've only seen bits and pieces. Yep. I've only ever seen bits and pieces of the Bill and Ted movies. Okay. And that's how and, I that's how I am with Jaws. I've never actually seen Jaws, which yeah. I don't know if I've ever told you that. Yeah. So, <laughs> I uh, yeah, I got to see Bill and Ted for the first time, because we've talked about it, and I mean, I'm, rel- <laughs> I'm, I'm not... Uh, unfamiliar with them as I've said in other podcasts I know all about them and stuff but I've never actually yeah. watched the movie from beginning to end and so I did and yeah it came out last week and I I didn't have anything to do so I watched all I watched both movies and then I fired up the new one when it got yeah. released and I like the first one a lot first um, one's great yeah, yeah, the first one's really good, and that's, that's and the second one is also really good. It's, it's uh, just different. It's, a it's very different, different because movie. the first one's all about time travel. Yeah, they go on a quest. Like, yeah, the, uh, the future is founded on the song on Bill and Ted essentially, and yeah. the peace that they and the world peace that they brought. So, uh, seven hundred and fifty years in the future. So okay. Rufus travels back in time, gives them a time machine, and they travel through history getting historical figures to do their presentation because, like, the movie is not a stoner comedy. It's such a weird comedy because it's not a dumb movie either. It's just no. a uh, – it's kind of its own it's, – its own genre in some ways. Like, yeah, I really well, can't describe it. It's, it's like a PG-13 of – like Fast Times and Ridgemont High and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. uh, it's That's, it's it's very weird. And so there, the whole plot is if Bill and T- if Ted fails his history presentation, his dad is sending him off to Alaska to military school, mm-hmm. and if that happens, it changes the future. So Bill and Ted travel through history, get historical figures, and. They meet a couple princesses. Yep, I was just going to say that. <laughs> yep, they, they have their presentation. They pass it. And then the sequel, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, takes place five years later. It came out two years after the first one. And uh, 
a villain from the future who is disenfranchised with how everything is, builds evil robots, sends them back, and they kill Bill and Ted. And so, yeah, Bill and Ted have what you, like you said, a bogus journey. And the yeah, the movie ends with them winning the battle of the bands. So I watched those and I liked them. The third movie is straight up 25 years later. And Bill and Ted are now in their late Oh, yeah, they'd be, I mean, uh, I think Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves are in their early 50s. Maybe they're just 50. I don't think they're even, fi- I don't think they're I think even, they're, I think they're in their early mid 50s. And I think they're uh, supposed to be that old because they said when they first traveled into the future, they traveled five years and they said that they, because they're looking for themselves in the future and they said that they would be 55. So yeah, I think so they'd be around, they'd be 50, which isn't accurate with Bill and Ted's bogus journey because they would actually be like 48, but whatever. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, I just take place in the future. This could just take place in the future too. Hello? Uh, no, oh. it does take place in 2019. Oh, okay. 2020. No, it takes place in. It ta- it's supposed to. Ta- I think it's. Con- it does. These movies are stupid. Uh, they're dumb, but they're fun. Right. Uh, things don't <laughs> make sense. So right. anyway, they have spent the last 25 years still trying to create the music that would unify the world and it has kind of ruined their lives. They're not living terribly, but their marriages with the princesses are strained. Their daughters are just carbon copies of them. Yep. And, uh, and so the whole movie is them now trying to find the song that will unite, uh, the, everyone because space and time are collapsing yeah, so it's and not so, just that the, the history, it's not just that the future will not be peaceful, it's that, like, all of reality exist. will collapse, yeah. Yeah, so the movie is about Bill and Ted traveling into increments of time in the future. Mm-hmm. Their daughters are traveling in the past to create the band that will unite everybody, mm-hmm. and their, their princesses are also traveling through time. And yeah. Which like, there's not a lot of focus on them, which is for the best, because that would have just been too much. Yeah, I think there probably must have been, but they just realized that their princesses are nothing characters. So yeah, yeah, it was um, surprising. Yeah, the movie has a lot of plots all over the place. It is kind of a mess. Yeah. Um, that said, like you said, you were worried that so much time has passed that this movie's going to be good. I can think of only one movie that had a 30 year gap between that was uh perfect what's that mad max oh yeah that's yeah and that movie was that movie wasn't just 10 years of development hell that Uh movie was 25 years of development hell along with five years of production hell man that was such a good movie though yep and it was worth it and So, so yeah Oh, good movie. Yeah, Bill and Ted's Face the Music <laughs> comes out. Uh, I liked it a lot. Um, okay. I, I think it's. I think I rank it in the same rank as the movies themselves, one, two, and three. Like, so one is the best, two is the second best, three is the third best? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and I agree with that. Um, I, I think I put... I put uh, face the music kind of on par with bogus journey although in real so okay so bill and ted's excellent adventure they it's uh just a goofy time tra- traveling through time 
uh, and just seeing how they're interacting with historical figures uh, as just like two goofuses from some town in California. Yeah. Uh, it's funny too, that you said that it's, it's not a stoner comedy. Cause I never thought of it as being a stoner comedy. It, they, but the way they I act, can see why you would say that like because stoners, like, but they're just like surfer like, nitwits. I think like, they're just like two idiots. Like, I don't know that they even thought about doing drugs kind of thing, but it's, no, it's interesting. Yeah. That is the weird thing about Bill and Ted is they're dumb. They're nitwits, yeah. but they're not annoying nitwits. That's the no, thing. They're is not. They're, there's cool. not one part in any, all three of these movies where you're annoyed by them. No. Well, and the thing, too, is, like, they have these weird moments of being very intelligent. And, it, and like, especially in Face the Music, it's clear that they, they're very smart when it comes to music. Like, they know how music works. Um, and so like, it makes sense that they would be able to do like, to be able to write a song that unites the universe kind of thing, or at least maybe they're not, but their daughters are like the way that their daughters talk about music is just like college level intense. It's, it it was a little weird, but, um, anyway, so like, yeah, so Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. It's just goofy them running around interacting with historical figures. Then bogus journey. It's like, it was a completely different movie because they're not traveling through time. They're just like on a weird trip. They're like, dead. Just, they die. They're killed yeah. by the evil robot versions of them. And the movie is them trying to get back to the world of the living. Yeah. And, and it's funny, like, like they're, they're getting the help from death who they had, they won by challenging him to a game. Uh, and they kept winning and death kept challenging them like best two out of three, best seven. Three out of, yeah. Four out of I don't, seven. I don't know how many they end. I don't know how many they end up playing. How many games they end up playing? But like, they played Battleship and Twister. I think they played Clue and Monopoly. Uh, and it, yeah, I guess to the point where like Death is just like following them around, helping them. Yes, that's uh, something that is brought up, and I did not realize that until he brought it up. If you defeat like the way their rules were, if you defeat if you defeat Death, he is your servant. Right. He has to do um, everything you tell him to do, which is very weird. Yeah. And and by the end of the movie, too, which I don't know that I realized this. So the band, OK, their band is called the Wild Stallions. If you're unfamiliar, the Wild Stallions consists of Bill and Ted, uh, the princesses, one plays keyboards and one plays the drums, I believe. Yeah. And then now death is playing bass. Yes. And I didn't realize that. Like, I think he's playing bass, like, in the Battle of the Bands, but I didn't realize. I thought it was just, like, for that event. But, it's hilarious because so he's, face- he's not even playing, like, a bass guitar. He's playing a cello. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, and so then in Face the Music, like, it turns out that, like, he actually joined the band. And he was part of Wild Stallions. Well, and they it, have a, it's uh, in the end of Bogus Journey, too. He's in oh, okay. all of those newspaper clippings as oh, Wild okay. Stallions. And, yeah, the movie opens with a montage of Wild Stallions breaking up. Yeah. And you're confused if you remember that through the movie because Bill and Ted are still best friends. They're still attached at the hip. Yeah. And so I was thinking, what is going on here? And by the time they actually have to meet up with Death, yeah, you find out that they sued Death because the band broke up and he took the name Wild Stallions. And so yeah. they sued him yep. and uh, they haven't been on speaking terms in like 25 years. Yeah. And and so I thought that was funny. It was good. <laughs> it was really good. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. Well, so, okay, then in concept, the third movie is it's 
in my mind, I saw it as a mashup of the first two movies. Because you have you have the daughters basically doing excellent adventure. They're running through time, finding historical figures, and then you have Bill and Ted. They're still tra- they're traveling through time, but they're just interacting with various versions of themselves. Yeah, they're in. Inter- they're uh, that's where the movie gets a little weird, and I'm not gonna lie. Probably about the first thirty to forty minutes of this movie was mm-hmm. very was kind of annoying and confusing. Yeah, I. I guess it I was a little annoying and confusing because, like, the movie is all about how uh, space and time are collapsing in the span yeah. of the movie, <laughs> like the time yeah. frame of the movie, like an the hour movie, and like the whole thirty movie minutes. The movie is in real time, which is funny. Yeah. Yeah, and so um, the uh, so Bill and Ted are traveling. They, they they come up with the idea. Why don't we just travel to the future and steal it from ourselves? That already mm-hmm. made me raise an eyebrow, going. But if you travel to the uh, further, the universe is not going to exist. And so oh, yeah. the movie doesn't make any sense in that way. And then so they keep running into what happens is, is uh, they travel two years and they find their future selves of two years playing at a bar on like Taco Tuesday. Uh, and an they're complete night, yeah. losers. Mm-hmm. And. So then they travel five years and they're big, successful people and they uh, give them <laughs> we're going to spoil this movie. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, they yeah, give yeah. them a I'll copy watch. of the song only to find out that they're still losers and they broke into Dave Grohl's house. Yeah. And, and the song that they that they were presenting as the song was a Dave Grohl song. <laughs> yeah. Which is lovely. That's amazing touch because yeah. it, like, I, I don't know anyone who can disagree that Dave Grohl is probably one of the greatest musicians of oh, yeah. the past 50 years. And he's and just a nice guy. He's one of the best human beings. He's one of the greatest people uh, around. Uh, and so which, uh, they travel five more years and Bill and Ted are now in prison from breaking into Dave Grohl's house. Yeah. And they're just completely jacked. Yes. And then they travel, I think, another 40 years. And it's them both in a retirement home. And they give them the song. And I'm going, wait. What? Like, what is that song? Like, that's that can't even be anything like which they had to have known. What? Oh, the song that their old versions gave them? The, so the old men, they have to know that what they're giving them is not the real thing. No, it is. It is? So what's yes. the song? They, they tell have a them where it's going to be recorded and where it's yeah. going to play, and they tell them to record it. Oh, okay. So they set it all up, and then Bill and Ted break the draw, the the, uh, the thumb drive. Yeah. So that gets to, like, the worst character in the whole movie, and I could have done without him completely. So in the future... They th- uh, they think that there are two possibilities that Bill and Ted uh, uh, play the perfect song and it saves everything, or Bill and Ted die, and so they wanted to guarantee that Bill and Ted would die because they were banking on that being the correct answer, and so they sent this weird robot, and so then throughout like I don't know, not even half the movie, I don't feel like he was in it that much. Uh, thankfully, but like this robot's like following them around. And so the reason why they break it, uh, is to stop the robot from killing them. Right. Uh, they send the robot to murder them. Yeah. 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 But, uh, like now I don't remember why they broke. Do you remember why they broke the thumb drive? 
Uh, oh yeah, no, okay, I'm sorry, I, I I misheard you. Yeah, no, they break the thumb drive so death so the robot will not kill them, and uh, so he stops and yeah, he starts and then, malfunctioning. Also, how fucking dare you, Dennis Caleb McCoy is wonderful. I hated. Okay, I, I, he he might be a great actor, but just. No, that's uh, his name. That's the robot's name. I oh, okay. The actor. I'm saying. I, I was just saying, like, I've no I, idea who this guy is. I love Dennis oh. Caleb. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So he. They tell him. So some. Re, so yeah. The robot has some weird realization that he, because he murdered like all of Bill, like all the people from history and uh, Bill and Ted's uh, daughters, uh, and so then he. Yeah. He starts to have an existential crisis, and he's yeah, refusing he's like, to so kill Bill and Ted. On the spot and realizes he's keeps screwing up. Yeah, and and then he keeps like all he seems to like be able to say from that point on is that is is his own name because he wants to just be recognized as being an individual i guess i don't yeah. know yeah. and i just found him to be super obnoxious because like he I, all like he just wanted to be a part of things i guess but yeah, in a death, really, he's death he, and he, does, yeah, journey. he is serving the purpose of death you're right like he, yeah, he's he acting is, like he looks he even looks like death like he's designed yeah. to look like a robot version of the grim reaper yeah I, well, and okay, then it is kind of funny, and I found it. I, I see where they're trying to be funny with it. I guess I didn't think it was funny because later on, uh, the robot is interacting with Death, and he's basically being Death, like has like, "Hey, I want to help. I want to help. I want to." Death's like, "Well, can you play any instruments?" And like, and he's exactly he's a hundred percent being Death from Bogus Journey, like wanting to be like help, but it's like, "Well, no station's doing work." Uh, and yeah, I, I mean, I get the joke there, but I just, I didn't think it was funny. Oh, I, I loved it. I <laughs> and then it got to the him. point where he was just dancing. Yeah. Cause they <laughs> asked if he could play an instrument and he says he can dance and he starts yeah. dancing and well, I, I love it. Like, I love the go over there and dance. <laughs> I, yeah. I thought that like, was hilarious. I actually really loved yeah. it. And that he's, he has the same name as, uh, Kelly, uh, the Rufus, uh, Rufus's daughter. He has the same yeah. name as her ex-boyfriend, which is which a was fun named by her, her mom. Yeah. Yeah. She named him after her mom. Uh, her mom named him. <laughs> and I, I, I just, I absolutely adored it. Uh, uh, yeah. That was kind of funny. Yeah. Oh man. It, okay. So the thing, well, her name was Kelly. I yes. Named after George. So, Carl's daughter. Okay. Uh, so that character too was not, I don't what, like what the I, no, she's not. I don't care for her. And I was honestly, uh, at the very beginning when she first arrives, I was just like, or when they first go to the future and meet her. Uh, and no, no, she travels back in time and then takes them to the future. And she was doing a very good job of acting normal. And I was very like, oh, I was like, oh, good. She's going to act normal and like be like Rufus and like oh. just calm and everything the whole movie. And as soon as like things start going sideways, she reverts into like the one character that she can play as like, it's just, it's, that's the same character she, that that actress is in everything that she's in. Um, uh, and I, and I just can't stand it. Um, I, just, had, I would have been totally fine if she played Carlin's role in the movie, in the sense yeah. that she shows up, gives him the time machine. And then she's not and in the rest of the movie. She, she's gone. Yeah. Like she no, goes back to the future and just has interactions with her mom. Instead, mm -hmm. she becomes one of the main characters. And it's very yeah. weird to watch Bill and Ted movies because I, I my my favorite comedian of all time is George Carlin. I love yeah. George Carlin. And so I was very sad when he passed away 12 years ago. So 
to go back and watch these Bill and Ted movies and realize how little George Carlin is in them. I think George Carlin is in these movies for about he's in the first one only for maybe less than five minutes. And the same can be said about the second one. Like he's barely in these movies. And so uh, the since he passed away, they created a daughter for him and of the character. And they named her after George Carlin's own daughter. And she's in the movie a lot, but she doesn't do anything. No, she like she kind of is there to explain what's going on, which is annoying. Yeah, it's she kind of felt unnecessary, but yeah. I, uh, I I really liked the movie. Yeah, uh, no, I, I want to Yeah, I want to talk about two things. I yeah. want to talk about the daughters, um, and then I want to talk about Bill and Ted themselves. Yeah, I absolutely loved the daughters in this movie. They are just girl versions of Bill and Ted. Yeah, uh, they're not. There's like there's one line in the future version saying that they don't. Their daughters have nothing to do with them. Mm-hmm. That that's not in the movie. Uh, there's no kind of pl- uh, plot where the daughters are turned uh, against them or anything. They are just yeah. dumb girl versions of Bill and Ted, and they are wonderful. And all they want to do is help. They just want to help their dads. They think their dads yeah, are yeah, yeah. the greatest people ever. They totally believe that they're going to change uh, the the world. Mm-hmm. And so they are literally there just to help their dads. I love them. I thought both actors did a wonderful job. Yeah. I really liked uh, Ted's daughter. I've talked about her before, uh, about her, about like in real life. But I liked she is just a kid, ver- a female version of Keanu Reeves from Bill and Ted, the mm-hmm. old movies. Mm-hmm. And I really like Samara Weaving a lot. I've seen her in a bunch of movies. I was yeah. really surprised to see her in this because she is kind of uh, becoming an up, an, uh, a rising star. Yeah. So she's had a, quite a few successful movies come out in the past year. So uh, she's really good. So I, I was very much uh, – I, I was I was not at all bored with any time their plot was going on. I was really mm-hmm. into it. That's interesting because I, I guess I thought I felt like their story or part of the movie was not as compelling because um, okay. I like the Bill and Ted stuff a little bit better. And I think part of it, too, is like I, I completely saw the ending coming as soon as which we've, I guess we've not spoiled that yet. But um, uh, uh, I don't know, like as soon as they had daughters, basically, I was just like, oh, I see where this is ending <laughs> like in. Yeah, I don't know, but and and I didn't mind them as characters. I thought they did. They were spot on. Just that's exactly the two kids that Bill and Ted would have. Yes, um, very much. And, so. and it's very. I, I I liked the fact that they were <laughs> Bill and Ted are shown as being very good fathers. Like they clearly love their families. They clearly love their daughters. Uh, they're just like they just don't know how to express themselves because like, that was part of the problem. Yeah. With the with the the princesses is like. Because uh, they, they had like one couples therapy session, which neither Bill and Ted realized that that didn't mean both couples. That's amazing. Uh, and Bill yeah. and Ted loves Bill's wife and Ted and Bill love Ted's wife. Yeah, like they can't say I love you. They're just like, I and, and Bill. Bill love both of you. <laughs> yes, I loved that. And, you know, once again, uh, the princesses are completely pointless in this movie. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I got to believe that's just an inside joke. They Well, they serve the purpose of being something that drives Bill and Ted because they clearly love them. 
and yeah. they find them to be important, but they, they, there's that there's that struggle of like being good husbands and feeling the the pressure of producing this song to save the world. Yeah, but they are uh, straight up not characters. <laughs> n- no, they're barely in it. Uh, no, they're and, just and not they characters kind of, in general. Like even if they're there, they oh, just they're like, just there. They're very one dimensional. Yeah. Yes, they're, and I gotta believe much. that maybe that's just an inside gag with the and writer. That's how they. And that's how they've been in all the movies. Like they're yes. they're just kind of there, and they serve as. I mean, in the first movie, they serve as like a trophy, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, which is very eighties. Um, and then Bogus Journey, I I honestly forgot they were there until we were like kind of like thinking about it, and it's like, oh yeah, they are the keyboardists and the drummer, and they, they and are- they. they they did create tension in Bogus Journey because don't they quit or they like they leave Bill and Ted? Uh, they get engaged and then the robot versions screw everything up and so yeah they okay. they leave the band and they leave Bill and Ted. Yeah, and so like it, it, it there's tension there because the band is falling apart. The the princesses but, are so important that they've been recast in all the movies. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah because uh, there's only four characters who are the same who have been in all the movies. And that's Bill, Ted, uh, Ted's dad, and um, <laughs> Missy. And uh, Rufus, which is a very, okay, Rufus, a very I, I, heartwarming scene. Yeah, okay, so then, the, I know you want to get into Bill and, or talking about other no, things. No, no, yeah, let's I, talk I, about I some wanted of these other things. I'm delighted the way that they brought Rufus into the movie. Because when you, I think you told me that they were going to do some, uh, like, use old footage or something. Yes. And And I was so worried that it was. I thought they were going to use deleted footage. They just used Rufus's introduction to Bill and Ted from the first movie. And then they probably had just someone who could imitate Carlin's voice off 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 camera uh, with new dialogue. Which uh, he basically just he's a he's a hologram like as part of what seems to be like a museum uh, for the time machine. So like as they walk by the old time machine, his hologram like pops out is like and he just yeah says his dialogue from, from his first line from the first movie plus a little bit to like he's like yes this is the original time machine that Bill maybe that's from used. Bogus Journey. Oh. Maybe that's oh, actually, maybe. well, no, the extra lines. Maybe that because Rufus is introduced in the second movie coming through the time machine as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe they it very took, well could have been. Yeah, maybe they spliced the introduction of him in the first movie and some of the second movie. Yeah. Uh, I just recently watched them, and I'm wondering that now, too. I thought maybe it was just someone imitating his voice. Uh, but it's maybe it's possible that they just took some of the dialogue from the second movie when he's introduced, saying, this is the time machine. This is the very time machine that Bill and Ted used. Yeah, which I I enjoy that like it was just like a really quick thing. It references him. It, it, like it's a nice little like thing for Rufus, I guess, and for George Carlin to like remember him by. Uh, I thought it was very. I liked it a lot. Uh, it's not Carrie Fisher in La- in Rise of Skywalker. I was so afraid that we were gonna get that. Uh, I, I, I was yeah, I was about to say that too. Uh, and so I'm so glad we didn't get that. Yeah, it wasn't that. It wasn't CGI dead George Carlin. It was straight up just movie footage. Yeah, um, and, I, and the way they did it, like he looks like a hologram. So like the and he's dead. Know, and he's yeah, and he's dead for the yeah. And it was great. Dead. Yeah, Rufus is <laughs> yeah. There's no discussion that Rufus died or anything. It's just Rufus passed away. They don't even yeah. say Rufus passed away. They just talk about him in passing. Yeah, which I mean, it's the it's the perfect future. So I guess 
I'm happy to assume that he died happy and old or something. But yeah, he died. He died uh, very much telling people that Bill and Ted are going to save everybody. Yeah. Um, it's, it's nice. It's 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 the way to honor a character who's pa- uh, whose actors passed away. Yeah, it's what I wanted out of Leia in the Star Wars movies. I didn't want them to hash footage together. I would have been totally accepting if they had just started that movie with her being gone already. But yeah, like in referencing a battle that she died in or something. Yeah, something like that. That's what I expected from that. I mean, not to get into a Star Wars tangent, but it's related to yeah. this. Whereas. Okay. That's I think what what Bill and Ted did is way better than what Disney did with the Star Wars movies later on. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You brought up. Yeah. Bill's dad is or Ted's dad is played by the same actor. He has a small filmography. I don't know him, but he's been in a handful, a couple movies. But he's he's pretty much unknown. But, yeah, he's still playing. Uh, the po- chief of police, I'm imagining by now. At first, he was a detective yeah, in the first couple. And mm-hmm. uh, so he's in the movie, same actor. I mean, he looks like he has, he, he looks like he's in his 70s and, or maybe even 80s. Yeah. And, uh, and I thought it was funny too. Uh, I completely forgot that Ted has a brother. Uh, Deacon. Yeah, Deacon. 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 Uh, yes. That was my Napoleon impersonation, but um, and he's in it, and it's played by Beck Bennett from SNL, which I I enjoyed because I I like him in SNL, I guess. Uh, and he's like, uh, so yeah, the movie starts basically where he's getting married to Missy. So Missy was married. Bill Missy is a senior when Bill and Ted were freshmen. She's four yep. years older. She married Bill's dad. And is his stepmom in the first movie, and then mm-hmm. five years later in the second movie, she is now na- she left Bill's dad, married Ted's dad, so now she's Ted's mom. Yep. And then here we are in Bogus Journey, where Missy has now divorced Ted's dad and is now marrying Ted's little brother Deacon, <laughs> yep. played, played by the same actress. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So she's. One of the, I guess, five, if we count, uh, George Carlin of the few people who've been in all three movies. I was not expecting I think funny. to see her. I love that gag. Because one thing to say is these movies are all written by the same two guys who created Bill yep. and Ted. Yep. And these Which, guys created Bill and Ted from their improv uh, skits in school where they that. played Bill and Ted. Oh, that's hilarious. I did not yes. know that. Which and and that that's interesting too, I guess, getting into that. So it's written by two like best friends essentially. And so when they were uh I, I saw like some video or like an inter or a I don't know what it was, like a promotional clip for the this movie coming out. And they were talking about casting Bill and Ted and that like they had a ton of people come in uh to play the parts. And the reason why they picked Keanu and Alex is because when they weren't uh, auditioning, they always saw those two guys together and just laughing. And they're just and so they could just tell like those two guys like they're not friends like they came in separate, but it's clear that they like each other and they're having a good time. Uh, and gotta, then apparently they can the also demons. play these. Oh, really? The, the writer? Well, they have cameos in all the Bill and Ted movies. They were the guys who gave Napoleon Dynamite, Napole- well, Napoleon Dynamite, Napoleon his Sunday in oh, yeah. the first movie. And then they had two cameos in the in Bogus Journey. And I thought it was very, out, oh, not out of place, but it was very funny that in Hell, they run into, they asked two demons uh, where 
their daughters are. And these two demons uh, point in a direction and then, you know, the robot says hi to them. And then they both are like, boy, that was weird, wasn't it? I think that I I can't find out. I've been trying to look while Mm -hmm. we've been talking. But I think that had to be Chris Matheson and Ed Solomon. Interesting. Yeah, I I don't know that I realized that Bill and Ted was characters from their improvs. That's interesting. I learned that because I watched a, a a review of the of the two movies uh, mm-hmm. by a group, and so they talked extensively about some of the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, that feels worth watching for sure. Yeah, so yeah, uh, it's very funny with uh, like, and they, there are a lot of callbacks to these movies, which is really great. Like these are mm-hmm. very much written by the same guys. Like I love it when he's like, it's so weird that. Missy left your dad and married my dad, and then she left my dad and is now marrying my brother. And yeah. Bill just goes, shut up, Ted. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like every movie. <laughs> yes, yes, it's a running gag. And so I uh, I really thought that was an amazing thing. I have a weird thing about uh, a weird issue with Ted's dad, though, in the movie. Uh, yeah, Why? Ted's dad is killed by the robot and goes yep. to hell yep. and death brings back everybody who died. Yep. Uh, and so Ted's dad is at the con is when they play. He, he helps in the band yeah. and he, he makes amends with Ted finally, not Bill though. And uh, about death, you mean, you know, no, no. When, uh, when they come back to the living, well, before that, Ted's dad goes, I was so wrong. You did travel through time. You did die and go to hell. And he's like, I, I'm so sorry, son. And he's like, it's okay, dad. And Bill goes, it's okay, sir. And he's like, I wasn't talking to you, Bill. And, oh, um, wow. yeah. but his dad is resurrected too. However, yeah. that dad is the dad from like seven years in the future. So wouldn't uh, that yeah. be there's two dads, two of Ted's dad in the time, in the current, in the present? <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, uh, that's hilarious. Yes. That would, <laughs> that would mean that. Yeah. Oh, yeah I wish they would have done something. Me up is the dad goes with. And yeah. Cause, uh, the dad gets killed by the robot, uh, when they, when, during the Dave Grohl incident, yeah. which, which would have been in the future. Cause I presume that the, or at least you're presuming. I I don't know if they say at what point in time they get to. I guess it have to be the present. Would it be to play yeah, the they song? Get to the present. They go back to the normal their time. Uh, okay, because they have that pocket watch that tell like they did in the first movie that tells oh, them yeah. the the the, 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 the Santima. The clock yeah. is always running in Sandima, but uh, yeah, though they go to their presence and everything, like they go back okay, to their yeah. normal like timeline. Okay, so, yeah, so yeah, there would have been two dads. There would have been two of Ted's dad. I wish they would have addressed that. That would have been good. I think it makes sense that they don't address that. Like in my head, what? after watching the movie, it stuck with me, and I'm going, yeah, they probably used the phone booth and took him back to the fight to uh, his timeline. Uh, well, but, yeah, yeah that they, threw me off immensely that his dad is still there. And I'm like, that's the wrong dad. <laughs> and, oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I know. I Which, love it, though. Yeah. And, and so to completely ruin the movie, uh, <laughs> I'm still listening. Um, in the future, whenever they reference the time, the song, they don't refer to them as the Wild Stallions, and they don't refer to them as Bill and Ted. The only thing they ever say is Preston and Logan. Yes. As soon as they said that, I was just like, oh, it's the daughters. 
Really? Like I didn't yeah. put that together mainly also because I didn't realize that was Bill and Ted's last name. So I kept asking, why is Preston what? and Logan on the zip drive? Bill S. Preston Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan. That's yeah. Like the, that's like I the just, only movie. Yeah. And they only figured it out when they picked up the broken drive and looked at it in the same way they look at their daughters. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, it's you two. And while, I mean, Bill and Ted still create the song, but their daughters are MC in it. Yeah, because like, which I thought was an interesting take, like that they basically just become, yeah, MCs, which I thought was interesting, I guess. Yeah, uh, I don't think you ever see sense. them play music, to be honest. So No, I think but they, like they're, they, they're so ingrained in music and they know theory so well. Yes. That like, And that's what they're doing. Like they're instructing uh, each of the people to like what to do, which we never covered that. Like they go and get, uh, uh, oh, crap, not getting his name. Well, they get uh, Louis Armstrong. They get Louis Armstrong, uh, uh, Jimi Hendrix, Wolfgang yep. uh, Mozart, and no, uh, Lynn Loom. Oh, yeah, Mozart. Uh, you're right. Sorry. Uh, li- yeah, they get Wolfgang. Uh, Beethoven was in the first movie. Right. They get uh, Ling Loon and Grom. Yeah, which they got Grom, I think, because Ling Loon told them. So, like, they kept going, like, further and further back in history. And so I think they found out about Grom from Ling Loon being so old basically because like she knew about this historical figure for her everyone's really great like all the historical figures are really good although i'm not wowed by Jimi hendrix but that's also because i'm not wowed by Jimi hendrix himself but the thing about Jimi hendrix and what i enjoyed about this movie was that it shows no and like you i guess i'm not a big Jimi hendrix fan and i and i don't know i guess that i've even heard a Jimi hendrix song i'm sure i have oh you totally have but the, what I enjoyed about this movie is like that it shows that Jimi Hendrix uh, and uh, maybe like musicians, I guess, like him, uh, who I don't think much about, but it shows that like he understands music really well. And that's why he was good at what he did, because yeah. like it, it shows that like he liked um, well, the, the scene where they get um, Mozart. It's uh, that's a wonderful out, scene. He's out playing the electric guitar, like wooing Mozart to get him to come out. And so it shows that like, yeah, he's a a goofy, like rock and roll guy who got high a lot, did a lot of drugs, played his guitar with his teeth. But he knew music really well. Yeah. And and that's what I liked. And that's what I liked about this movie is that it's showing the like. You know, there's all these different musicians playing all these different styles of music, but the thing is, is like they're all really good at what they do, which I, yeah. I guess I just found fascinating. No, and I uh, understand that. But uh, oh, and so yeah, and then getting in, I guess, to the daughters, then too, yeah, like I guess they never it never does show them play any instruments, um, but like the way they talk about music, it's just I don't know that I was ever annoyed by it, but I was just kind of like, okay, yeah, I get it, you know, music really well. <laughs> like I, I, I can see what you mean. But and I think that's maybe why I wasn't super and I guess maybe I wasn't super into their scenes just because, like, I'm not that into uh, the like historical figures with music as far as music is concerned. Like, I I don't know. And I I think I I, maybe being forced to watch the movie Amadeus in junior high just kind of like is like, yeah, okay whatever. (laughs) Like, I just it was just a bad time for me to have to watch that movie. What a waste of time watching that was. (laughs) 
I feel like we had to watch it twice, too. For some I don't even think we watched it entirely. I think we just watched scenes, to be honest. I don't remember unless I was, like, sick a couple uh, days, and so I didn't get to see parts of it. No, but I only remember oh, watching yeah. it in, like, bits and pieces. Yeah. Um, well, not to dwell, like, make this too long or anything. I want to talk about Bill and sure. Ted. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I also want to talk about someone else before we talk about Bill and Ted. Ooh. Let's let's talk about death. Uh, oh yeah, okay. What, about? what do you got? What do you got to say about death? Um, I don't know. Like, I think I need to journey. Um, he like he's not my favorite character in the movies for sure. I don't think uh, he ever yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, like, I, my problem with him is that like he's supposed to be this super imposing guy, which he is initially in Bogus Journey, which because he's death. Uh, but then as soon as they start challenging him to like ga- uh, a game or five, uh, he just like turns into like an idiot. And I don't, well, I, I don't think he turns into an idiot. I'll disagree with you on that. Um, okay. I think that, yeah, he looks imposed and everything, but as the movie progresses, you learn that he's an extremely lonely person, uh, yeah. and he's very insecure. Yes. Which is one of my favorite lines in bogus journey is when station, uh, like first. So it's, I, I did the hair. What? I, that's what he says when they're praising station and stuff. And he's like, oh, I did yeah, the yeah. hair. I pushed the cart and they're uh, just well, not giving two shits about anything he contributed to. Yeah. But well, okay. So when station, it's like two tiny aliens and then they do like this, uh, fusion thing and they become one giant alien. And, and he, he's into the store and they're like, Oh, station, nice back crack. Cause like he has a very large butt crack, I guess. Oh, uh, right. And, and so then immediately death is like, what about my butt? I work out too, you know, or something. I yeah. Don't he, yeah. He's extremely so. insecure. And so, it plays on his character uh, quite yeah. a bit, and it, it goes into this, too, where he is very upset with Bill and Ted about how things turned out. But the funny thing mm-hmm. is they kicked him out of the band mm-hmm. because he was playing, like, 45-minute cello solos. Yeah. He's like, and that's the was, only reason people came. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason people came. That was the part. So I, I love death in the movie. Uh, I any Anytime Will Sadler is on screen is makes me smile i really love william sadler a lot what else is he in i guess i don't and he's the main villain in lethal in uh in die hard 2 he okay he is uh well you know what he is he's agent sloan in section 31 of d space 9 oh wow i need to find a picture i guess but interesting yeah, the secret uh, federation organization that does like spy stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's Bill Sadler. Okay, uh, okay. He, uh, I, I gotta, I gotta tell you what else he's been because I, I, I'm having a brain fart. Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Uh, he's in the Shawshank Redemption. He's in Green Mile. He is. Yeah, in, Green Mile. Okay. Yeah, he's in Green Mile. He's in the Mist. I don't know if you've seen that. I. No, I'm not. Okay, I, I I like the mist a lot. He is he's President Ellis in the MCU. Right. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So he's just kind of I re- I totally recognize him. He's like all over the place. Yeah, he plays uh, Luther but, Sloan. 
Yeah. No, and I think he does a great job um, as Death. Like, I, I, I don't know that I can imagine that character being played by anybody else. And he, he, just, he does it perfectly. Yes, sure. even after 30 years. I mean, Bill Sadler's 70 years yeah. old. And you can see his age through the makeup. You can't hide it. Oh, for sure, uh, yeah. You know, if this was a bigger budget movie, they probably would have digitally de-aged him uh, to yeah. uh, keep him consistent. And I'm not going to say that would have been a bad decision. Because yeah. uh, his age is noticeable. So, yeah, and but, I guess, like, his face is supposed to be... Like, his makeup is done in a way to make it kind is so of look good. like a skull. It, 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 it's supposed to look like uh, Death from another movie. I can't remember what it is. Oh, but, serious? Well, I always yeah. thought they were trying to kind of make him look like a skull, but, like, they just didn't have the budget. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> that, is. that was the vibe I was getting. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, like... um. Oh, it's based. His makeup is based on uh, the Grim Reaper from the Seventh Seal. He's based on Death from Seventh Seal, and in that movie, uh, he you uh, you you play a game of chess with Death. Oh, okay. So it's and that's what they're referencing too. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I've never seen that movie. I don't know what that is. Oh, I haven't either, but I've seen pictures of it. Um, oh yeah, he he looks like that guy. Interesting. Yeah, if you look it up, yeah, he looks like Death in that. So yeah, that's kind of what they based it on, but. The uh, yeah, I think Bill Sadler's really great in it as Death. Like it, it's almost like I think he was one of the he was the third person to even talk about this movie while it was getting made. Like Will Sadler was up for it from the get go. Yeah, I feel like if anybody was ever in a part of the first two movies and they were invited to be in this, they they should be. Oh, totally, <laughs> like, totally. But so. yeah. Yeah, it's, um, Death's pretty good in the movie. He doesn't take any, he doesn't steal any scenes or anything. I mean, he his introduction is really good. Like he's he's hinted at uh, early on yeah, when uh, Ted's dad, dad dies, and it's I very much done how so he, well. What yeah. that scene was done so like because you only see him for like half a second. But yeah, just, just it's, it's the moment when like they're fall because like the fall to hell lasts forever, which I'm glad they didn't have to like rehash that for this movie. Because uh, that was a good joke in Bogus Journey, but I, yeah, I'm glad they didn't do it again. But so then in, during the fall down to hell, where Ted's dad is like falling, and he just like looks over, and Death is just kind of like flying next to him and just points at him, yeah. and then it cuts to the next scene. It was done so well; it was nice. Yeah. yeah. And then 40 minutes later, you see Death playing hopscotch and cheating by himself. Yeah. <laughs> is he cheating? That's great. <laughs> that was so good. Uh, I will say that uh, this movie's a little weird in the fact that. Everybody who dies just goes straight to hell. Yeah, I, I I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm assuming that, that they just don't want to have to like come up with rules for how. No, they don't. Hell. This movie has no rules. Like it's all the villain the Ted's easiest thing to do for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, and if some of them went to heaven, that would have created another like 20 minutes to like explain how like they had to go back to heaven to get this person to come back to earth. Oh, I know. I mean, that's, I know. that's the whole plot of Bogus Journey. Like, they don't want you can't rehash that completely. I don't know. Yeah. So, well, we've we've gone on uh, long enough. Let's talk <laughs> about Bill and Ted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you? What's your opinions on seeing Bill and Ted after thirty years? Um, no, I thought it was great. Uh, the it, I was surprised by how not weird uh, Keanu Reeves clean shaven was. I, uh, and maybe it's just because I've seen enough of like the trailers and stuff to get used to it. Uh, I was expecting that to be a little more jarring, um, but no, I, I don't know. I guess it, the story made sense. Uh, I was happy to see that they weren't washed up or something. 
uh, at least like the, so the the versions of them that are in the movie it's during you know it's during a low their career but it's not the lowest and it's definitely like they still have money because they have like two nice houses uh, at the end of their wives are the only ones that work (laughs) yeah so i guess maybe that's where the money is coming from is coming from the wives but like they're they're not doing horrible and uh nothing like i guess it's it's what what's happening to them is expected for i mean especially for what the ending is like clearly like it didn't it doesn't matter what the song is that they write and so like you know they're, they're trying so hard to write the perfect song and then you find out at the end of the movie that the perfect song doesn't exist like it's not the fact that it was a song uh or i mean and ironically too i guess maybe not it's not ironically not even the ones who wrote it or they're not even the ones who performed it and yeah. so like yeah, I mean, they're just, they're two guys earnestly trying to save the world after being told you're our only hope, uh, and they're doing everything they can while still being great fathers and uh, subpar husbands, I guess. But uh, no, I, I I think the characters made sense. I was afraid that they were going to be like these washed up idiots, which I mean, they're still kind of idiots, but like they're not washed up, they're not miserable. Um, and I, I liked where I liked I don't I liked where they were. I think I, I was I was so happy to see them again. Uh, it was not a disappointment at all. <laughs> that's all I guess. That's what I can say about it. Okay. How about you? Alex Winter carries this movie. Yeah. Alex Winters carries this movie. Like yeah, no, the I, biggest thing is, is that Keanu has aged. Alex Winters. He looks good. <laughs> he looks good? He was one I was worried about because, yeah, I, I worried about him more than I'd worried about Keanu Reeves before this movie came out. He Just is because he's not acting anymore, yeah. He's not acting anymore. He does voice acting and stuff, but yeah. for the most part, he hasn't done any acting roles in over 25 years. And he is legitimately carrying the film. Like, it is straight up. It, it's like he never stopped being Bill. And, well, and in all honesty, like, I... Is, at least in my memory, Ted doesn't have. Ted is always like the, the stupider of the two. He's and, dumber, but he is more. He's more moving and vibrant. Um, yeah. Out of them, and, and but, he, he he seemed a little more depressed in this movie. He is. He and even I think, has like, a line seemed, that he says he's tired. Like he goes, "We've yeah. been trying to do this for 25 years, Bill, and I'm tired." Yeah. And well, the thing and is, traveling through time, it, it's the the Ted in the future is like the work like is a huge jackass and i think like it kind of comes off yeah yeah yeah. and so it comes off as like i guess that he's just being very affected by that like by seeing himself like that and so his character is a little more depressed and quiet well and and so i can see why you're saying yeah yeah even with that i mean like and i'm not saying keanu reeves phoned this in i'm not but this is not 25-year-old Keanu Reeves anymore. This is 50-some-year-old Keanu Reeves, who is, for all intended purposes, now he's John Wick. Like, Keanu yeah, Reeves it, has done a lot of amazing roles. He's a wonderful actor. Yeah, I'm not saying he phoned this in. He didn't. He's been wanting to make this for years. Yeah. I just it's think just a different he, role than what he's been doing, yeah. Yes, and I'm not saying it's, I'm used to his other roles. I'm thinking that he just he was given it his all, but he's a different actor than he yeah. is now. And so he didn't do a bad job, but he wasn't as 
he wasn't as much Ted as much as Bill was Bill, I guess yes. this way. And I, so, I, yeah, I yeah he didn't. He didn't do a bad job, but he was not even low energy, but he is in his 50s and he's older and stuff. So if you watch Bill and Ted, the other two movies, and then watch this, it's very noticeable how different Ted is. And that's not to say a character can't age and can't change. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, It's just very different. It's very difficult when your significant other or your your counterpart yeah. is identical, and that's yeah. kind of what they're going with. They are going with being identical to how they were beforehand, and so I I'm not trying to talk bad about Keanu Reeves when I say Alex Winters carries this movie, but he does. Like yeah. Bill is consistent, Ted's not so consistent. Uh, clean shaven Keanu. I've said it on previous podcasts. It's weird. It's I still can't <laughs> get adjusted to it. Um, yeah. And it's very weird to think about that because Keanu Reeves has been rocking the fleshy, be- the patchy beard for, uh, you know, 10 years, maybe if less. And I kind of forget. Oh, wait, this is the dude from the Matrix movies. Yeah. And he didn't have a beard in that. He was clean shaven. But he was when lot. Keanu Reeves has taken yeah. off that beard. It yeah. does show his age. Yeah. Yeah, he was a lot younger in The Matrix. Like, he looks completely different than The Matrix. That's for I sure. mean, shit, the Matrix movies were seven years after the second movie. The Matrix movie, the first Matrix movie came out 21 years ago. Jeez. I know, I know. 17 <laughs> years since the last two. But, yeah. uh, and, and he's going to be, he's going to be Neo again in a fourth Matrix movie. Aww. Yeah, I heard so, they're making it They are. They should have never made the second one. They shouldn't have made it. They should well, yeah. I think they should have just kept it as a standalone movie. I think it would have held up better uh, over time. But yeah, I, I do think Bill and Ted are really good. Uh, Bill hasn't changed, so that's kind of uh, comforting that it's the same character. Ted has, and it's 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 weird, uh, but it's not bad. Like I don't think it. I don't think Keanu did a bad role. I think that maybe the role. I think maybe the role is out of Keanu's acting element ever uh, anymore. I think that's the best way to describe it without yeah. trying to say bad. It is kind of interesting, I guess, too. I mean, with saying what you're saying, because uh, like, it, I guess it made me realize that this movie, I feel like this movie took a little more of a serious tone than the other two did. Uh, it did. It very much did. The other two movies, like, they, they were in very serious predicaments. But in this one, like, Bill and Ted seemed very, like, serious and concerned whereas they didn't necessarily in the other two yeah i mean the um, first movie was about trying to make sure ted doesn't get shipped off to school and mm-hmm. the second one was them trying to stop their evil robot versions from ruining their lives in this movie they're in their 50s and they're straight up trying to stop the world from or from exist from yeah. ceasing to exist so it's pretty heavy did you stay after the uh, credits and see the after credit scene uh I think I did. I don't remember what it is, though. It's well, you know, we've spoiled the movie completely, but yeah. it's uh, it's future Bill, elderly Bill and Ted rocking out yes. last yes. time. Yeah. And then I was like, I have to sit down. I have to sit I was, down. Yeah. I was, it's really amazing because Alex Winter, you can tell that's him under the old man makeup. It's he still looks great. I still <laughs> kept looking and going, is that Keanu or is that an old man? Oh, wow. Yeah, it looked really good, and yeah, yeah, 
Uh, no, I mean, all in all, we could go on and on about the movie and say the same stuff, but you know, I, I, I recommend it. I think it's a good movie. It's a, yeah. I think it was worth the wait. Favorite parts of it, in my opinion, were some of the, uh, one of my favorite parts was seeing the second one, seeing them with two babies on their back at the end of the second one and mm-hmm. saying, this is little Bill and this is little Ted. And then they have daughters. And then there's the line of, for God, his dad going, for God's sakes, look, think of your daughters. You used to walk around calling them Little Bill and Little Ted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like some of that stuff was just great, like the call. Yeah, back. yeah. And I mean, yeah, the daughters' names are uh, like, Theodora and- Preston yeah. and uh, Wilma. Wil- uh, Wil- Gosh, how do you say that? Wilhelmina uh, mm-hmm. Logan. The- uh, Thea. And Billy, so they are Bill and Ted. <laughs> yeah, which uh, it's interesting too. Like, I mean, talking about uh, sorry, not to like go back no, into not. it, but but it's just interesting too talking about the other two movies and how this one's a little more serious. Because I guess I I was getting the same tone of the other two movies with the daughters of yeah. just like they're excited, they want to help, and they're just like, yeah, we, we're going to help, we're going to get this fixed, and we're going to save the world. I was, and just like their attitude is very much in line with the other two movies, whereas I feel like Bill and Ted have like their attitudes have aged with them, which makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah but I, but yeah, I was wondering how long this move when this movie took place because I thought the daughters were playing teenagers until their grandpa goes, "Look at your daughters, they're 24 years old and they still live at home." Oh man, I did not catch that line. I didn't realize <laughs> they were supposed to be that old. <laughs> yeah, they're straight up like that's what I mean by like, uh, the movie is like 25 years after the first one. Yeah, yeah. their grandpa mentioned he tells them, "Your daughters are 24 years old and they still live at home. They're losers." <laughs> and, oh man. It's yeah, great. I need to re- I need to rewatch the uh, the first two for sure. It's been a while since I've seen them, uh, and then I need to rewatch this one because I, uh, I think I was tired. But yeah, it was good. I yeah. I I endorse it as well. I do too. The only thing a criticism I can really give it is I really didn't like one of the, the Ted's daughter's wardrobe where she just is wearing this weird skin tight shirt. That weird like Tron thing. Yeah, that I didn't weird care. That. Tron like spandex shirt, and I mean. Yeah. I'm, grudging a girl wearing a spandex skin tight shirt but it's the only outfit she has in the whole movie and bill's daughter is very much bill where she's wearing like baggy jeans and uh a plaid uh long sleeve as uh belted around her waist and stuff and then you have ted's daughter who's like wearing like weird like jorts and she's just wearing this weird spandex like future out like shirt and it's like all right, I'm 35. Maybe I don't know what fashion is right now. Yeah, I that's my guess. But I thought it was funny too because when they went to the future, the Dave Grohl incident, uh, if, if you notice, like they're wearing kind of like fancy like tops, like their shirts and stuff. Yeah. But then like the pants that they were wearing, they were wearing span like neon spandex pants. Oh, I yes, yeah, I remember that. Uh, and so I kind of felt like they, they were just kind of going, like trying to go for some like weird future vibe. But also now that you bring up our age, yeah, it's very well that like we're just out of touch with what style is. For we are. I'm gonna be 36 in a week, so yeah. <laughs> I Which I mean, and when I worked at uh, a university for like briefly, I do remember like the the few times I had to go on campus, I was just like is this really like what people wear these days? Like, 
we're old. It's just it's uncomfortable and it doesn't look good. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're old. Right. So I mean, all in all, to conclude, Bill and Ted, I recommend it if you like yeah. the old movies. I recommend this. The movie's not going to do amazing because of the pandemic going on. I think it's only made yeah. like a million dollars. Um, yeah. but I think every movie is technically considered a loss for 2020. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad it came out. Yeah. Um, I'm happy it did. Uh, it's the first new movie I've seen. Uh, wow. Um, all year. Yeah. I don't know that I, did we go to any movies before things? I don't know. Cause we didn't get no. to go see anything. Mar- we usually go see Marvel movies and stuff yeah. together, or we see a movie. Like, this probably would have been a movie you and I went and saw. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Huh. But, yeah, this is the first new movie I've seen all year long. Uh, other than <laughs> other than uh, Doctor Sleep, because I think Doctor Sleep came out this year, and I own that. Um, uh, have you seen it? I love it. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, yeah. So. So that so this is not the first new movie you've seen this year. I guess I will. Then again, I don't know when Doctor Sleep came out. I think maybe Doctor Sleep came out last year. I feel like it was last year, but I I've not seen it. I don't have any desire to. Oh, I loved it. I I like that. Oh well, yeah, but I, you you like uh, whatever that movie is that's the sequel to. The Shining. Yeah, I've never oh, seen. Okay, the yeah, Doctor Sleep came out last year, so yeah, I um this is like the first movie in 2020 I've seen, and it's September. Yeah. But, man, it's going to be a good time when movies are in theaters again. Although uh, Tenet came out this week. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, I hope everyone enjoys enjoys getting COVID for going and seeing a movie in a theater. That's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Because Christopher Nolan wants everyone to experience his movies in a theater instead of at home. Which means nobody's going to experience his movie in a theater by releasing it right now. Yep. Which I've honestly, it's surprising to me how many people uh, have gone to the theater to watch it. I because I I don't think I would have even known, but I was on Twitter and it just seemed like a ton of people were showing pictures of themselves in the theater. I'm just like, oh, okay, that's what I'm we're doing. I'm disappointed in movie theaters. Like they're trying to get people with showing retro movies and stuff like that. Yeah. And I understand their businesses and they don't want to go out of business. I get that. Yeah. But. Much like everything going on nowadays, be smart. Uh, I don't care. I mean, Lee has been very smart about uh, public, the public as much as we can in our line of work. But even yeah. he's been like, dude, they're playing Jurassic Park for free at the theater. And I'm like, you don't need to go. You don't need to go. You can sit there at home and watch it. And I mean, to get back yeah, to what we were saying, like, I'm sorry. I know Christopher Nolan believes his movies need to be experienced in theater. But movies are only in theaters for six weeks. And then they're on home media forever. Yeah. So, I don't know why he is so determined to make his movies uh, relevant for a six-week window. Or, like, do what everyone else is doing and wait. Like, because Wonder Woman's not out yet. Um, yeah, or Yeah, I guess wait as long as everyone else is going to wait. But, like, uh, what, oh, New Mutants came out, too, didn't it? Yes, it came out to theaters and video on demand, I believe. And it's hated. Yeah, I mean, it's of course. Piece of shit. But that movie was already like, going to be a piece of shit because it was made like three or four years ago. Yeah. Well, yeah. So is that the last movie put out by Fox? I think so. X-Men? Okay. Which it should not have been, but it no. sat on it and redid it enough. They reshot uh, it. I think Lee said they reshot like over three quarters of it. Yeah. See, that makes me want to go see it uh, or whatever, I guess stream it. But um, just because like I know it's going to be a dumpster fire. Uh, but 
and it's and it's a movie I wanted to be good because it's the New Mutants. I mean, and I, the New Mutants I don't feel like is like really a thing anymore. Like it's, it's still a comic book. I think they or they brought it back at least. Mm-hmm. But I think just being the fact that that's where Cable had his start. He's my favorite mutant. Uh, but and like a lot of good heroes have come out of it granted they're all like b level but i don't know i just i really wanted more from that movie and yeah, I, was, well, I guess i was hoping it was going to be a good reboot yeah. for the x-men series but it's not yep well let's um since we're going on let's let's nip this in the butt and then we can talk about yeah. that after this real quick so um yeah bill and ted i give it i don't know four out of five i guess i mean if i had to rate it i just um, i'm gonna rate it as i recommend it yeah i mean and i don't know that i would yeah four stars sounds good to me too it's not it's definitely not excellent adventure it's i i say it's just as good as bogus journey but okay i'm probably more i i I, if you asked me again to watch them like only watch bogus journey or this i'd probably pick bogus journey so i guess yeah it's not quite as good but no it's a good movie i recommend it for sure all right but uh yeah okay and with that then we can be done uh you can catch us on Facebook or Twitter, go to uh, recordinglivepodcast.com, recording live, or facebook.com slash recordinglivepodcast, Twitter, rec live podcast. I'm Dexter J on Twitter. Uh, what about you, Matt? Matty at 0984. And yep, that's yeah. uh, that's pretty much all I've got left to say, really. It's yep. fun uh, fun movie. Check it out. Uh, if you can reach us, reach out to us. Uh, we'll hopefully get our DC movie discussion taken care of in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Thank you.